Thank you for traveling with Amex Platinum. To your right, you'll see Oceanside Relaxation at a fine hotel and resort property. When booked through Amex Travel, you can enjoy complimentary breakfast for 2 and 4 p.m. late checkout. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. If your business needs a new application, then developers will have to write code. A lot of code. If an application needs to be modernized, then you'll need time, resources, and caffeine. If that sounds daunting, then you need Watson X Code Assistant, AI designed to multiply developer productivity so you can generate code quickly. Let's create a more modern foundation for business with Watson X Code Assistant. Learn more at ibm.com slash codeassistant. IBM. Let's create. When you buy Kroger brand products, you feel like you're winning. That's because they offer proven quality at lower than low prices. In fact, we guarantee that you and your family will love how Kroger brand products taste, or you get your money back. So next time you're shopping for the family, look for delicious Kroger brand products, because they'll make you all feel like you're winning. Shop now, in-store, or online. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Welcome to Trickeration, a production of iHeartRadio. Welcome back to Trickeration, the world's number one podcast about deception in sports. I'm your host, Matt, each week bringing you stories about people who did it their own way, who bent the rules, who tilted the playing field, who forged their own sporting path. This week, we've got a great example of the latter with a story of two teens whose devoted fandom helped them worm their way into the hearts of Laker fans and even onto the court in the NBA Finals. Of all the Lakers players, there's one that has a fan club. Kurt Rambis is the one that has a fan club. And so, yeah, people started to look at him a little bit differently. Kurt Rambis played for the Lakers from 1981 to 1988. Said the LA Times about the power forward, no one scores less and is cheered more. The Lakers PR director during this time ranks Rambis as the team's second most popular player behind Magic Johnson and ahead of Kareem. But a pair of brothers, Scott Casey the Elder and Dan the Younger, took this Rambis appreciation to a whole different level. So this was the end of 82. So that would have been my junior year of high school. I had graduated already and was going to a local college. And Sports Illustrated had written an article on the San Antonio Spurs. They were preparing for the Lakers. And one of the players was unable to be there and they had to use their trainer to stand in as Kurt Rambis. And they said, you know, he's probably better than Kurt, but it was still an inconvenience nonetheless. The Laker faithful Doug Rambis's Charlie Hustle game, all elbows and knees, his hard hat style of play, and his iconic black horn-rimmed glasses with the rubber padding on the nose bridge. A working man in a town of glitterati. I mean, why take shots at that guy, right? So I wrote a letter to Sports Illustrated. Scott's letter chastised the magazine writer for his Rambus cheap shot and explained Rambus's value to the team. After Scott had written the letter, I was like, all right, we've got to sign it some way to make it sound like we're something, right? They signed the letter, sincerely yours, Rambus Youth. That was kind of inspired by the, the L.A. punk rock scene. We just wrote the letter and never really thought anything would come of it. And... What about Rambus appealed to you guys? Was there something about you and your group of friends that really were attracted to his style or his personality? 
it was obviously a team of stars. You got Kareem, you got Magic, you had Norm Nixon, uh, Jamal Wilkes. All that wasn't going to work unless somebody was going to grab the rebounds and start the break. The Lakers were all about style and speed, but you needed that guy that was going to do the dirty work. We understood the value of that, the value of rebounding on that team. So I think that was something that attracted us to him. He knew his role. So he was underrated. So we liked that. Um, obviously, the novelty of the glasses was helpful. We were big fans of the movie Slapshot, where they had the Hanson brothers and the, you know their fans did the glasses. One day, we were buying tickets for um, a Laker game coming up. They were playing the Seattle Supersonics. You could get colonnade seats for four bucks with the student discount back at the forum then. I mean, imagine an NBA team offering a student discount. So we bought eight tickets for that game. So we invited our friends to go to the game. We're like, well, what should we do? We got a you know, bunch of guys, we should do something. And then we just remembered Ram's youth. And it was like, okay, so what would that mean? Well, obviously we've got to get the glasses. We actually went to a novelty shop and got the corner room glasses with the nose and the mustache and the eyebrows on it. We had to pull all that off. And uh, that was kind of key because otherwise you're just a bunch of people together yelling for them, but the glasses kind of set us apart and gave us some notice. And then we're like, oh, we have to have a sign. And we were very low tech at the time. So we got a bed sheet and a can of black spray paint and just spray painted Rambus Youth. And that was it. That was like the entire idea at the time. Access was so different. You could get anywhere. I mean, our seats were obviously terrible seats, but you could go down right in front of the court or you could walk around in the middle. So we would just walk around the court and hold the sheet. And as soon as we held it up, people would cheer. And so then we go to another section, hold it up and people would cheer. And so we, we figured, man, this might be something. <laughs> we might have to continue doing this. So we kind of said, you know, we need to step this up. And uh, eventually we started getting higher quality glasses. We'd go to thrift shops and go through the glasses and just bust out the lenses. And then eventually we made shirts just for ourselves. Um, we made a silk screen from a photograph of Kurt and, you know, put the 31 on the back. And it was, you know, obviously the, the Laker gold. And people up high would see this group of eight people all wearing gold. And they would say, you look like a gold wave. Although Dan joked and said, yeah, we prefer being referred to as a yellow stain. What was Kurt's reaction when he found out that there was this fan club? I mean, he, he must never have had a fan club before. Well, the story is we were in contact with Lon Rosen. He was director of promotions for the Lakers. One day he came up to us and said, hey, you know, Kurt wants to have lunch with you guys at the Forum Club. And we're like, all right, great. And then he said, it's on April 1st. And I really thought Lon was setting us up. So we all went. We have lunch with Kurt. It goes great. Kurt was just a genuine, real guy. Didn't have a big ego. Very laid back. We tell him, you know, how much we like him and why we're doing it. And it's fantastic. We all have a great time. Kurt was exactly the kind of guy we wanted him to be. Fast forward a few years. We're reading this book about the Showtime Lakers. And we learned that the reason Kurt had asked Lon to do that was because Kurt was going to tell us to knock it off. He thought we were mocking him and he didn't appreciate it. So it didn't happen until he saw us at the lunch. He understood that this was not a mocking thing at all, that we really respected his game. We really enjoyed watching him play. The Rams, you think, had become so popular and Converse was Kurt's shoe brand at the time. So Converse was going to, let's not say steal our idea, but something like that. So uh, Converse had created shirts that said, I'm an official Rambus youth. 
with Kurt's number on the back. But what had happened was that season, Kurt had gotten injured, so he wasn't playing. So the idea kind of got shelved. We were asking about the shirts, and they said, yeah, they're in Linda's office. Why don't you go get some? And uh, yeah, so we took them all. (laughs) (laughs) We took boxes of shirts. (laughs) And so we had so many of those, we started selling those for $5. Before the games, we would bring in stacks of them, and we would just sit down near the floor, and people would be like lining up. We were selling bumper stickers as well. We always wanted all the celebrities to get the bumper stickers. And were you guys able to get one to Lakers superfan Jack Nicholson? When people got close to Jack, the ushers were pretty tight. So we had to get it to him real quick and then get pulled away. So he got one. But I know Dennis Weaver, we got one too. Henry Winkler. Um, OJ. He was sitting on the floor with Marcus Allen. I just leaned over and just you know gave him some bumper stickers. The tipping point in the Rambus youth movement was some serendipitous car trouble en route to the forum. Our car broke down and we started walking and this guy saw who we were and he picked us up and drove us the rest of the way to the game. And he was a AP photographer. He said, yeah, I, I want to get a picture of you guys too. Hey, no problem. And that one got picked up by a number of newspapers across the country, including USA Today, which was on the front of their sports page. Because it wasn't just an LA thing. There were people kind of across the country that uh, responded to Kurt and his style of play. So people were calling and ordering shirts. That's when we were starting to mass produce and we were shipping them out with the, the shirt, the bumper sticker. We even had a number of autographed pictures from Kurt, which is another funny story that kind of typifies Kurt. I called up Kurt and I said, hey, Kurt, you think you can get us some uh, autographed pictures? He said, yeah, no problem. Whose do you want? I said, no, we want yours. And he goes, oh, okay, yeah, I can do that. So uh, the Lakers used to have their training camp in Palm Springs, California. So um, I talked to Lon Rose and I said, hey, we want to go to training camp. You think you can get us in there? He goes, yeah, no problem. They do a scrimmage at seven o'clock. I'll get you into that. So uh, (laughs) we got out there at 7 a.m. when it was supposed to be at 7 p.m. So uh, we're just hanging out. We called Kurt at the room. And... uh, and he said, yeah, it's not till seven tonight. What are you guys doing? We're just hanging out. He goes, you know, why don't you come into my room? So we, we were hanging out at his room for a bit. And then they had a team barbecue before the final scrimmage. So we're just hanging out in his room on our own. And uh, you know, we're putting on his glasses and, <laughs> and things like that. The NBA Finals were an annual rite of passage for Rambus's Laker teams, making the finals seven times in his eight years. And whenever TV cameras needed a soundbite, Rambus Youth was there. And this is our year. We're not going to stop until we get the championship. There's no doubt. When the playoffs would start, you know, it was tougher to get tickets. So we would talk to Kurt and we'd say, hey, we don't care where they are, if you can just get us in. So Kurt had a friend that watched the door coming in from the Forum Club. His name actually was Show. And we kind of used to joke that, you know, that was our own uh, version of Showtime is uh, him letting us in. It was so strange because you're walking through the Forum Club. There's a bunch of celebrities there, right? It's it's actors, it's actresses, it's all the people you imagine. Then you see these kind of eight kids with glasses, and then we just walk straight through without having any tickets. It was crazy. The 84 Lakers squad squared off against the hated Celtics for the first of three finals meetings that decade. 
Rambus Youth was there, and they were confident. It's going to be the easiest series of all time. I'll be surprised if the Celtics show up for Game 4. The iconic moment of Rambus's career came during Game 4 of that series, when Kurt was clotheslined by Kevin McHale, spurring the youth into action. In subsequent games, we were getting in McHale's face, you know, pregame about that, you know, calling him a goon and a thug and things like that. We were kind of setting him straight on kind of who Kurt was and how valuable he was. And did you guys have any interactions with any other members of the Celtics? Uh, Dan had an encounter with Red Auerbach. <laughs> Red responded. The year after Len Bias passed away, Dan said, hey, Red, who are you guys going to draft this year? I'll be sure and notify his next of kin. And Red started coming at him on that one. So I, I like stood up and then, of course, he backed down. I mean, come on, was, Red was like 80 years old at that time. Like, he's going to fight me. <laughs> Cedric Maxwell was the one Celtic who seemed to get a kick out of the antics of the Rambus youth. At one point, bringing them onto the forum court to pose with them in their sign, which read, compared to Kurt, Maxwell is dirt. Rambus boys. Yeah, hey, come on, this is right here with the sign. Maxwell was always someone that would really engage with the fans of the opposing team. And uh, Maxwell, this is, you know, pregame warmups, you know, brought us out on the court and he's talking to us and he goes, hey, let me try those glasses and stuff. Let me see, how does the Rambus glasses go? <laughs> I mean, the idea of just walking up to a player before the game and, and talking to them, an opposing player, um, is just, is just un unthinkable. With the Lakers winning three championships in the mid-80s, the Rambus youth found themselves partaking in multiple celebrations. When the Lakers had their championship parades and we're actually walking along next to the float with them. So, I mean, we're down the street yelling at Kurt and, you know, he recognized, hey guys, how's it going? It was pretty huge to be out there in that bedlam. And now there's just no way. There's like a half a million people for a parade and uh, you don't have that access. You know, for the Lakers then, I mean, they went to the finals like nine times. So it wasn't just that, but like we were going to the finals like every other year. It was crazy. I mean, all, all these moments that happened, it's just incredibly fortunate. Yeah, very, very lucky. You guys went over to his house at one point. What, what was the circumstance behind getting to Kurt's house? That was right after a championship. I remember we had a mug made for him with the like, Rambus Youth on it and thanks Kurt and like all our names. So we just went out there uh, and we hung out with him and his wife, Linda, uh, for, geez, most of the day. The emergence of the more athletically gifted A.C. Green during the 87-88 season brought an end to the Rambus era in L.A. Well, things had been going bad because Riley had stopped playing him. We started to say to Riley, no Rambus, no rings, which was a, a takeoff on his no rebound, no rings. So, I mean, we could see what was happening. It was, it was clear what was going to happen, and maybe it would be better for him to go to a place where he could play. Rambus would sign a free agent contract with the Hornets to be a veteran presence during their inaugural season. So when he was heading off to Charlotte, they had a special going away dinner. And uh, Linda had called us up and said, you know, you guys can come. Uh, and it's funny, she kept stressing, it's a really nice restaurant. <laughs> she obviously didn't want us to wear the shirt and glasses. So we got to meet the you know, Magic there. We got to talk to Michael Cooper a while. In fact, we were even kicking around the idea since Kurt was leaving that maybe we should set something up for Cooper and we were going to call ourselves Coop's Troops. But uh, we didn't do it. We just thought you know, we'd look like sellouts just, you know, jumping on the next thing. So uh, we stayed loyal to Kurt. 
one of my favorite memories was at that dinner. Linda came up to us and said how much she had appreciated what we did for Kurt and how we really made Kurt more popular in LA and really just just was was really thankful for everything we had done. So that that was really great when uh, when she said that to us. Kurt was also appreciative of the Rambus youth and all of their support over the years. The Rambus youth right there. I mean that was that was to me was was the most fun I've ever had playing basketball and I'll always remember those years with, with the fondest of memories. And did you guys have any interactions with Kurt long after his career? The last time I talked to him on the phone was when Scott was getting married. I had promised that I wouldn't get married till I was 31 because I was Kurt's number. But then uh, he went to uh, Sacramento, didn't have 31 available. He had to take number 30. So I got married at 30. And so I called up Kurt and said, Scott's getting married. Do you have any words of advice? I remember his statement was, it's time for the next generation of Ramus youth to be born. All right, that is it. Thank you to Scott and Dan Casey. And check out at Trickeration on Instagram for some of their personal Rambus Youth photos, which are wonderful. And a thanks to the listeners for sending in ideas for future shows. If you have any ideas, please hit the tip line at TrickerationNation at gmail.com. Also, don't forget to rate, review, subscribe, all that good stuff if you have a moment. And as we do every week, we check in with the legend Chris, Mad Dog Russo. Chris, how do we do this week? Maddie, good job. Keep up the good work, pal. Thank you, Chris. All right, tune in next week for a tale of an NBA All-Star who got dunked on by Johnny Depp. This stuff never ends. All right, talk to you guys later. Trickeration is a production of iHeartRadio. For more podcasts from iHeartRadio, visit the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to your favorite shows. Your credit card should match your lifestyle. At Kemba Financial Credit Union, choose a card with benefits that work for you. For a limited time, all cards have 2% cash back on purchases and 0% interest on balance transfers for a year. Apply at Kemba.org. Restrictions apply. Offer ends June 30th, 2024. Thank you for traveling with Amex Platinum. To your right, you'll see Oceanside Relaxation at a fine hotel and resort property. When booked through Amex Travel, you can enjoy complimentary breakfast for 2 and 4 p.m. late checkout. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. You know that feeling when you walk into your home, take a deep breath, and feel new? Well, that's what it's like to use Clorox Sentiva. Because Clorox Sentiva smells like coconut, cleans like Clorox, and feels like energy. It'll elevate any cleaning routine to not just clean, but also make every room smell like a tropical coconut getaway. Discover how Clorox Sentiva's powerful clean and refreshing scents can transform your space. Get yours in Coconut or other fabulous scents at a nearby retail store.